You're listening to The Wilder Podcast, episode 11, with Gala Darling. Hey, everybody. I feel like I'm getting kind of good at timing and being consistent with that intro, um, but I don't know. You can you can tell me. You can leave me a comment and let me let me know how that's going. This week's episode is crazy. It's so. I mean, it's just so enlightening for me personally. I feel like in this episode, I definitely like asked Gala questions that I personally wanted to know the answers to, and I don't think it's like a selfish thing. I just absolutely was so floored by her book and it was the first book that I had read in a really long time because I'm not necessarily a reader of books. I definitely listen to podcasts. I can listen to some ebooks. I read a lot of articles. I read a lot of blogs. But like if you put me in front of a book, I'm not usually like, oh yeah, I I will read this. Sure. No, I read her book in like two days because I was borrowing it from a friend. And I read it in like two days. And it really changed a lot of what I was dealing with at the time. And honestly, before I spoke with her the other day, I was really like falling back into a weird, just dealing with a lot of weird stuff, being present and being clear on my intentions and manifesting what I want and changing my attitude. And you'll hear me ask those questions, especially for those of you who feel like you want to get into manifesting and being more present in your life, but in like seeing what you want to happen in your life happening, but you don't really know how to start and you like, you like the thought of just living as if, but you don't know where to start <laughs> again and you don't want to spend all of your money just living like you already are this famous rock star that you want to be, you know, uh, we kind of talk about that and how to change your mindset instead <laughs> And that in turn can change your circumstances. And that concept, I feel like everybody needs to hear that. And I, this podcast really rings that true. She also talks a ton about um, the book and about a lot of upcoming projects she has, including her Bad Witch Workout, which I ask all about because I was like, girl, what are you doing to stay in shape? And like, I see her posting about this on the internet and I'm always like, what is she doing? It seems so cool. And I'm really into it, um, but I really don't want to give away too much because I'm going to have all the links in the show notes. I don't think there are a ton of links, um, but there are some, and this is just really perfect for any type of inspiration you may need if you are in a rut, because personally, I have been, but since I talked to her, I feel so much better, and I just, I just can't wait for you to hear this and get all these nuggets as far as it goes with me, announcements, I'm still kind of on the cusp of announcing something huge, but it's just not the right time. Um, but I'm feeling good. I'm not in a funk. My anxiety isn't that bad. I'm feeling a lot better. So thank you for all of you who reached out and made me feel better. And we're like, I totally get it. I have anxiety too. And I was like, thank you guys. Because I, it did help. And I did speak with some people that reassured me what I'm dealing with is normal for whatever and being really vague but yeah I'm good I'm doing good this episode is brought to you by Sunbasket do you need a quick healthy way to take care of yourself on busy weeknights even though I'm a health coach sometimes I just need a little bit of help and I like to try new recipes Sunbasket is an incredible whole food based meal service with paleo vegetarian and gluten free options Check out the link in the show notes to save some money on your first purchase. We absolutely love these meals. My favorite so far has been the cauliflower au gratin. Can't wait for you to try it. So I am Gala Darling. I'm an author from New Zealand, but I've been living in New York City for eight years now, which is insane. The time really flies. And I've basically been teaching women how to love themselves, how to take bigger risks, and how to have more adventure in their lives for the last 10 years. Um, 
And yeah, my first book came out in February. It's called Radical Self-Love, A Guide to Loving Yourself and Living Your Dreams. And yeah, I write on my blog about, you know, the, the process of discovery of what it means to learn to love yourself, to learn to accept yourself, to learn how to, you know, change your life and not mm-hmm. feel guilty about it. So that's me and that's what I do. I let me just tell everyone that I and I've been I've been praising your book since I read it because I I found it on a friend's bookshelf and I read it and I was just absorbed and I still have I still have I I wrote myself a million dollar check and I did put it in my bathroom because you did mention yes so it's sitting on my mirror right now and (laughs) it's great it's pink and it just makes me smile every time I see it and I'm like all right (laughs) all right all right guys um, okay, so how would you describe the concept of radical self-love to those who aren't familiar with your work? I know that you did mention that it does help women fall in love with their bodies, but in mm-hmm. themselves, but what do you think sets this apart from anything else that is kind of out there currently? Mm. Well, the definition of radical self-love is different for everybody, and it also is different on a day-to-day basis. So what constitutes um, a loving act towards yourself today might be different tomorrow and the day after because, you know, not every day can be the best day. Mm -hmm. And we put a lot of pressure on ourselves that today we really have to strive and it has to be better than yesterday. And that's unrealistic and it really sets us up for failure. But the way that I like to think about it is when you treat yourself like you would treat your best friend. And hopefully you're not in a frenemy situation. Mm. Um, but ideally, if you know you have a problem, you're compassionate towards yourself. You don't berate yourself. You're patient with um, any problems that you're going through. And as much as you encourage change and are active in facilitating that change in your own life, you also recognize that it doesn't happen overnight and you really just have that sense of kindness towards yourself. But the reason that I call it radical self-love is because loving yourself really is anti-establishment. Um, the self-loathing industry, so by which I would define as like um, a, a lot of cosmetics, a lot of the diet industry, a lot of the quote-unquote fitness industry, is all based around telling you that you're not enough and trying to encourage you to consume and buy more stuff. And firstly, that doesn't doesn't work. And secondly, that's really sick. And I want to help people realize that that's what's going on and realize that, you know, making the choice to be supportive of yourself and love yourself no matter what is really about bucking the system. And it's hard. And so anyone who's doing that in an active way should be congratulated. And like, you know, you're doing the work and it's tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, Absolutely. It's not easy. Even, even after years of trying, you know, and like putting it Mm. in progress every single day, I'm sure that even experts still have to like give themselves kind of a day sometimes, you know, just just, because every day, like you said, every day is different and you have different obstacles. And sometimes Mm. I feel like self-talk can just be in your head. It can just, or your inner critic can just kind of be going wicked one day and then the next day it can be, it can be more tame. So I totally, that's beautiful. I I love that. Um, Do you feel like, oh, go ahead. There's really, yeah, there's really a lot to it. It's like um, sometimes that in a dialogue, you're not even really aware that it's running because it can be so subtle and that can be a crazy thing. But the other thing is when we're looking at our lives and evaluating our choices or the things that we maybe want to do, but we're not sure, it's very hard to look at that in an objective way and ask yourself whether this is something you genuinely want or whether it's kind of an idea you've been sold by somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that takes a lot of practice too. And even I am not perfect at that. I still love to go shopping to deal with my problems. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So (laughs) we're all dealing with this stuff in our own way. Yeah. Do you think that, I'm trying to think, do you think that that like what you just said about kind of being true to what it is that you love and what it is that speaks to you, do you think that that kind of has anything, I feel like it really is hard for people pleasers that don't know how to say no. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. do you think that like practicing saying no to like to doing things that maybe you're not wanting to do with friends, it doesn't make you a bad person, maybe just saying no instead of like flaking out. Do you think that that kind of like wraps up in like building that integrity and like making you feel a little bit more like in tune with who you are? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a few ways for that. Firstly, you're standing up for yourself, which is huge. And a lot of us are not good at doing that. So that's really important. The second piece is that it creates boundaries and you become more active in saying like, you know what, I don't want to do that or this doesn't feel right for me or, you know what, I just want to take the data myself right now. Um, and also it helps us to create space for things that we really do want in our lives. So, you know, when you leave that relationship that's not working or that job that you hate or whatever it is, when you leave that behind, you create space for something in your life that really suits you, that really resonates, that really feels good. And obviously nothing is going to feel amazing all the time. That's not realistic. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's very important that we create space in our lives for stuff that really works. And the only way we're going to do that is is by actively saying no to the stuff that we're not interested in. That is so real. And I know that I, I have to tell myself that all the time anyway, because I don't know, you know, setting boundaries is sometimes kind of hard, you know, especially, yeah. especially with people that you love and that you, you don't want to, you don't want it to seem like, because I definitely feel like there are things that we do that are based out of fear instead of based out of love, you know? So it's like you avoid things because you're like scared and it puts you out of your comfort zone in, in like kind of like a self-conscious way. Do you know what I mean? Because there is kind Absolutely. of a fine line because you, you do want to push yourself and experience things, right? But mm -hmm. you also want to respect yourself. So if you're like making a decision out of love for yourself and being like, maybe I just need some self-care. Maybe I just need to stay home. That's mm -hmm. different than being like, oh my gosh, Debbie might be there and she's so much harder right. than me or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's so true. And also, you know, saying no to people is hard because as women, we're taught to put everybody else above ourselves. Yeah. Um, we're taught to prioritize other people's feelings and to, you know, be the peacemaker and make sure that everybody's happy. And when we do that, we end up feeling really resentful, really empty and we look around and think like, why is there no time for me to do what I want to do in my life? Mm -hmm. Well, it's because you're saying yes to a bunch of shit that doesn't feel relevant to you exactly. anymore. Um, so that's, that's really tricky. But also, you know, when you're appraising whether something is, you know, if you're saying like, okay, I want to stay home tonight and you're trying to figure out what the reason for that is, um, really the best way to go about that is to really listen to your intuition and what it's telling you. So I read an interview with RuPaul recently. RuPaul is like my yes. spiritual leader. I love him <laughs> so much. Where he was talking about how the inner saboteur is really just looking for ways to get you alone and to isolate you from people. Ooh. And so that's different from feeling like, you know what, I was out all day today. I saw a lot of people. I really need some time to myself to recharge, which is very typical of somebody who's introverted. You know, like you just need time by yourself to refuel yeah. versus feeling like nobody likes me, I'm afraid to go out, um, and that kind of inner monologue that runs when we're not feeling good about ourselves. And I often find that when we feel the urge to really hermit and avoid people, that's the best time to reach out to somebody. Um, even if you just text a friend or you go out and see somebody for coffee or something, like it really does help. I think that a lot of our problems can be solved when we just – you know, have a real human experience and we're able to be vulnerable with a friend and say like, you know what? I'm not feeling that good today. Like, mm -hmm. and that's the reality of where I'm at. Yeah. And it is confusing. Like, I feel like it is confusing trying to decipher, but I just think it takes practice between like, totally. yeah, being a hermit. That's so real. Yeah. Just being a hermit and being kind of, but what you just said about kind of feeling like your inner critic need, or what did you say like the sabotage inner saboteur yeah, yeah. okay making you wanting to get you alone just to like get, let you brood and all your like all right your, all your self-sabotaging thoughts <laughs> that's so real sometimes you do stay home and you're like oh, i actually didn't go to that and i suck because i'm lame and i do all, you know or whatever it's always right. like, i'm not good enough i didn't do enough blah 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 but right you always have a and chance to reset Totally. And it's very easy to take that kind of thing personally as well. So, you know, maybe you're sitting at home and you're like, oh, nobody invited me out tonight and it must mm. be because no one likes me or whatever. But really, we have to take radical responsibility for everything in our lives. So if your social life doesn't look the way you want it to look, then it is totally on you to text your friends, to read the events listings in the newspaper. I mean, does anyone actually do that anymore? I look at them online. Um, you know, but to really yeah. put yourself out there and create those opportunities for yourself. Like no one is going to show up at your door with a golden chariot and say, hey, let's go for a joyride. That's not how it works. Mm -hmm. You have to create those opportunities for yourself. And 
and thinking any other way is really just delusional. But, Honestly, it mm-hmm. is. It really we is. We have to own that stuff. We have to own it. It's fuck it, you know? It's just like, it's like you got to do it. Um. So, okay, so I kind of have this in a question that I was thinking about, but you're, you're kind of speaking on it now. You're like, if that, if what you want to see in your life, you kind of need to show up for it anyway, and you need to kind of project yeah. it into your life. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 100% about the manifesting, the energy that you want to see in your life and kind right. of, but I feel like it's kind of, it, it, it's hard for me to accurately explain it. And I feel like the, my best resource is I always like for people that are diving into it, like initially, I definitely, mm-hmm. of course I love Gabby Bernstein, but I, I, I loved your book and I feel like it's a really good way to get your feet wet and kind of think about manifesting and think about and just break it down in terms that are easy to understand. So anyway, Mm -hmm. all that to say, do you have like, (laughs) do you have like an example of, of something that you've maybe like, maybe it could be your first manifestation that you tried or just examples in general to kind of get the listeners to understand what this is like, who don't mm-hmm. really get it. And they're like, love attraction or like energy. I don't understand. Sure. Yeah. So I don't even know what the first thing was that I kind of created in that way, because I've really been practicing this since I was a little girl. And it was something that my mother talked about a lot and something that I kind of instinctively grew up with and created my own practices around. So um, that's always tricky for me, but, um, one of the, one of the really good examples of this is when I wanted to get my book published. So I wrote a proposal. I had a literary agent. We went to a few different publishers and they were interested, but they were like, you know, we don't really get it. And that was really frustrating because I really felt like this was something that needed to be created. And I kind of just thought like, if I just put the energy out there, then this thing would spring into fruition. Mm -hmm. And so getting rejected for that was really, really hard because my dream was always to be an author. And at the time that we did this, I'd probably been writing on my blog for maybe seven years. And so I had a really good following and I thought I would be a shoe in And so being turned down was really hard. And I decided that um, what I would do is I would self-publish the book because I thought that the concepts I was talking about were really important. And I wanted women to learn how to love themselves. And I thought that I could add some value there. So I wrote the book. I hired a designer. I hired a photographer for the cover. I hired an editor to make it really great. And I decided to self-publish using Amazon's CreateSpace. And literally the week that I emailed my list to say that I was putting the book up for pre-sale as a self-published book, um, I looked at my MailChimp stats and the email had been opened 27 times by somebody from Hay House, which blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, something really big is about to happen. And then I got an email from a woman at Hay House saying, we're really excited about your book. We'd love to bring you into the Hay House family. Let's have a meeting. And so that's how I sold my book to a publisher. And the reason I give that as an example is because I think a lot of people believe that manifesting is just about thinking about what you want, sitting down, (laughs) yeah, sitting down every morning and visualizing it. And then all of a sudden there'll be a magical email or a knock at the door or a million dollars. Yeah. Like an enchanted phone call that's going to change the course of your life. And in my experience, that doesn't work. I think of manifesting as collaborating with the universe or collaborating with whatever it is out there that makes stuff happen. But the point of it is you have to take physical, tangible action in the real world. If you don't do that, I promise you nothing will ever happen. And I also think like, yeah, you could sweat and toil and work your fingers to the bone without any of the like energetic stuff, without the visualization, without thinking about how you want it to be, without any of those things. But I think it's much harder. So really, I think that the like the sweet spot is where you can marry your action with visualizing, staying positive and feeling the feelings of what it will feel like when that thing actually happens for you. Yeah, I, I totally, yeah, getting some momentum behind what it is that you're wanting to accomplish. And like, I feel like there is this energy shift that happens when you're like in the flow of things and you're almost like, you know, you know that you're doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Even if you're a little, I mean, it's, it's okay to feel a little insecure about something like question it 
in a sense, because that'll kind of, I feel like that might keep you doing things, you know, but Mm -hmm. as long, I I definitely agree with that. Like if you're, if you're just grinding away all day long and you have no vision and you have like no dreams as to where you're going, you may kind of just hit a wall and not really progress. Yeah. And I think there are a couple of other things that help with that as well. So one of them is having a vision that's bigger than you. So, for example, when I was doing the book, I wasn't thinking about like, oh, I really want to get a publishing deal. I was thinking about how this book was going to help people and how I believed that every woman should read it because I thought it would really, really help them. Um, And I think that's important is to be looking at something that's just bigger than you, definitely. It's always such a grounding thing because I feel like it really is easy to let that go to something bigger than you, you know, and just get wrapped up in everything. I bet I bet it in New York. I bet it's easy, too. I live in Nashville, so it's just like there is always so much going around externally. And then there's so much going around on the Internet, especially if you're in the public eye and you have a lot of followers and you're trying to keep that momentum going and still keep boundaries. Mm -hmm. And there's all these things that you that you're constantly trying to do. And it's easy to get wrapped up in all that bullshit and not really like be there for yourself and for the reason why you're here and maybe something bigger that can help you kind of feel grounded. Mm. So I, I think another reason that the, you know, taking tangible action really helps, um, both in the real world and in the more like woo woo realms is because you're choosing to back yourself. Like when I decided to self-publish, I, my mindset was like, I don't need anyone to help me do this. I can do it on my own. And I believe in myself enough that I'm not going to wait around for someone to offer me a publishing deal. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do this on my own. And I really think that that creates a lot of momentum as well. It keeps you really motivated because you're like, you're actively pursuing your dream. You're not just sitting around like crossing your fingers and hoping that something is going to happen. You have to go out there after it and you've got to be hungry. And I think people have these goals that like they're not really hungry for anymore and they wonder why nothing is happening. It's like, well, you don't really want it. Mm -hmm. So be honest with yourself and it's okay to change your mind on something. If it doesn't turn you on anymore, then split, go do something different. So I have a question. So what do you, how do you feel about the concept of fake it till you make it whenever it comes to kind of manifesting what it is that you want and you, and the concept of living like as if, like living as if, so Mm -hmm. living as Mm -hmm. if it's already happening. Do you feel like there are any exceptions to that situation? Like I'm trying to think in the sense of like financially, like you, you do want to be in a specific place. You, you want to be able to go do these things with your friends. And then what if your bank account ends up at zero and you're, you're screwed? You know what I mean? Like there are these weird, I feel like exceptions, but it doesn't mean that you don't learn anything. So Mm -hmm. what do you, what are your feelings on that? Honestly, like I think a lot of new agey concepts can be really damaging because there's no caveats. It's kind of like, yeah, just act as if. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that doesn't mean empty out your bank account so you can go to Cabo. Like that doesn't exactly. make any sense. Like you have to be grounded in the real world and be pragmatic. Like don't spend money you don't have. You know what I mean? Yes, I yes. Think I th- And I feel like that's not made clear enough in these circles when we're talking about this stuff. People mm-hmm. are just like, oh, sweet. Okay, I Here guess I I'll go. run up my credit card. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's ridiculous. Um, when it when we say like acting as if, that means like to feel it internally. And the really tricky part is to continue feeling it even when external circumstances don't reflect it back at you. Um, and that's the trickiest thing. Like I watched this great thing. There's this fighter called Conor McGregor who my boyfriend and I are really obsessed with. He's this very mouthy, short, like Irishman. <laughs> Okay. And he talks a lot about the law of attraction, which is really crazy and unexpected because he's this very, like, feisty, hustling, very grounded, earthy, like, you know, he beats people up for yeah, a living. Yeah, weird. A little weird. Okay. Right? <laughs> but he talks about, you know, when he was younger or even, like, a few years ago, because his success came very quickly, kind of went from nobody to somebody very, very quickly – talks about driving around his girlfriend's car and how it was a piece of shit, but how on the inside he felt like he was driving a Bentley and he felt like the king of the town. And now when he actually drives his Bentley, he's like, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. So he didn't go out and lease a Bentley, right? Yeah. He just felt it rather than, you know, creating some kind of financial cul-de-sac for himself. Okay, so you just said that 
the whole sense is as as long as you can feel the sense, even if your circumstances are reflecting it, no matter how hard you try and being able to kind of keep that. Do you have any tips for people that are maybe like doing really well on a roll and then they like get like hit a wall or something terrible happens and then they're just kind of shit out of luck and they're like, oh, I've been trying to manifest this shit and it's just, and it was doing really well. I was feeling like I was really in the flow and now this has happened. Do you have any like tips to get them to kind of like reground feel it out, kind of like continue on instead of losing all of that and thinking that it's all chalk it all up to being like a pot of shit. The most important thing is to remember that everybody fucks things up and everybody has setbacks, but the key is in how quickly you bounce back. Mm. Everybody has those moments, like literally everybody, there's no exception, but the key is that you bounce back as quickly as possible. And so you kind of have to have a no nonsense attitude with yourself. Like you, in those situations, you have to give yourself a little bit of tough love. And sometimes here's the thing, the inner sabotage loves to feel sorry for itself. we love to get all victimy and sad and wallow in our bullshit, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't help anything ever. And if you feel like you need to have a wallow, set yourself a timer. I don't know, man. Give yourself like feel two your hours. <laughs> yeah, give yourself like two hours to feel pathetic and then be like, you know what? I'm fucking over it. Let's make something happen. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, you have to get over it. It's like people um, ask me about that all the time too with breakups. Like, how do I get mm-hmm. over it? And I always say like, pick a date like two months in the future and get a calendar and like circle the day and write, get over it in that square. Mm -hmm. And then give yourself that much time to like be sad, look at photos, listen, like make a mixtape, whatever you have to do to get your feelings out. And then just be like, I'm done. That's your deadline. It's over. Give yourself a deadline. Honestly, in life, people don't get things done without deadlines. So give yourself deadlines. It works. Honestly, it works because you're really giving your brain like a, a space to do that thing that it really wants to do. And then you will really fill the time very well. I promise you. And then you're done. And then you're done. You can move on everyone. Seriously. (laughs) I know it sounds very like drill sergeanty, but honestly it works. It's really easy to get stuck in that, like feeling sorry for yourself thing because it is, it's so, it's so, um, I don't know. I don't want to say addictive, but it is so satisfying. (laughs) It's so satisfying. And you're like, this is it. Why isn't this working? Nothing ever works. Blah, blah, blah. I knew it wouldn't. I knew it wouldn't. I knew it wouldn't work. Yeah. Come on. Firstly, nobody wants to be around that energy. So Uh. no. And secondly, like, why would you do that to yourself? It's totally a choice. You can choose to go there or you can choose to just get over it. Mm, it's a choice. I feel like that's the, that's the hardest to be around the people that are really like, they're, they'll kind of put the face on for a while. And I think it's easy with partners too. Like for them, for you to be like passionate about something and them to be like, yeah, whatever, okay. And then it'd be like, I knew it wasn't going to work. Whenever something goes like maybe not exactly what you thought, it's like, well, I knew that shit wasn't going to work anyway, so it's fine. And it's like, no! <laughs> Change yeah, that. Okay, I think we got a little ahead of ourselves. I, I, I think this is such a fascinating story. And you don't have to like fully go into the past or anything because your, yeah. your present is so interesting and amazing. But do you have a pivotal moment in which you made the shift toward loving yourself or was it more of a gradual process? Because you seem to be kind of landed currently. So yeah, can we like back it up a little bit? Yes. So when I was in my teens and my early 20s, I really suffered from depression. I had an eating disorder. I used to self-mutilate when I was a teenager, and then I stopped doing that, and then I, I, I like picked up an eating disorder to replace it, even though at the time I thought, like, oh, I must be so much happier now because I'm not harming myself. Like, dude, you're not eating. What the fuck? Like, yeah. get a grip. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a problem, but I couldn't see it that way at the time. Um, and so that went on for quite a long time, and I then discovered this – it's like a alternative healing technique called tapping oh, or yeah. EFT, yeah. Um, which you might have heard of, especially if you've read my book. You definitely will have from heard of it. From you, yes. From me, <laughs> right. And this is a, it's a crazy technique. It's basically acupressure used with positive psychology, and it just really helps you to undo these, I guess, I kind of consider them to be like an energy blockage, like where there's a problem it's where something isn't flowing in your life or you're stuck on some kind of trauma that your body like can't really get past. And so I use this technique to heal up my depression and my eating disorder. And that happened very quickly. Like, uh, probably 
I mean, both of those probably over the course of like a month, I was able to really tackle those and kind of put them to rest. Um, I was able to get rid of my eating disorder in one evening, which completely blows mm-hmm. my mind because it was crippling. And um, once I did that, I kind of liken it to when the Wizard of Oz goes from black and white to Technicolor. Ooh. You know, there's that moment and you're like, holy shit. Mm. And I didn't. It was like I didn't realize how beautiful the world could be. And all of a sudden, I saw it for how it really was. And I guess I've been making up for lost time ever since. Like, I'm so into celebrating the beauty of life and color and just really, like, being in it. So that was really a turning point for me. But ever since then, I've really been investigating, like, okay, what are the other things we can do to get happy, to be fully formed, to be, like, self-actualized people? Um, and so it's been a constant, you know, process for me on that. And this last year, especially, I've really been looking at that very closely because I've been dealing with a lot of my shit, kind of mm-hmm. shit that I thought I either didn't have to deal with or shit that I didn't even think I had, but I was proven wrong. And so I've been very actively working on things this last year and it's been very illuminating. It's s- also been very challenging, but the other rewards are so worth it. Well, do you still use tapping? Yes, I do, but not as much as I used to. Okay. Um, I still think it's a really useful tool, especially for really big stuff. But I find that most of my stuff now is not so big, and I'm able to deal with it kind of using other techniques mm. or, or methods, yeah. Well, that's incredible. I'm so happy for you to work through some stuff, even though you know, you've already done so much work. I think that that's so important to keep, you know, keep that going and like always stay consistent with that and just don't expect things to, not I'm saying not you, but I just mean everyone just like Mm. kind of just keep up with that. It's like housekeeping. You just kind of need to make sure that, you know, you're still feeling yourself. You're still feeling good. There's not, (laughs) there's no like skeletons in the closet that you won't just like deal with or look at or anything. And I think that that's really Mm -hmm. great that, you're still, you know, moving forward with all of that. Um, and I did try tapping. I was actually having um, some intense, like, night sweats and such. And just random yeah. things that were, I mean, in your in your book, you describe that you wanted to try it with your asthma or and, and things mm-hmm. going on. So you wanted to have, like, a tangible answer. Yeah. You know, you wanted to see that in action. And mm-hmm. I totally recommend everybody get the book. So I don't want to, like, spoil anything because I feel like your experience <laughs> is so... It's so well described in the book that I, it's not worth going into because I want them to get the book anyway. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you had tapped on your asthma, you saw a result and you were freaking out. I was totally like that with my sleeping. It makes me think I should be doing that again because I did yeah. look up some videos and I learned more about it because mm-hmm. I had heard a podcast interview with you and you were mentioning tapping and I, oh my gosh, I did not understand. I was like, oh, right. it's really literal. It's literal tapping on yourself. <laughs> yeah, Totally. <laughs> Like using your fingers to press on a part of your body. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's literal tapping. Yeah, it's not like tap dancing, everyone. It's like tapping <laughs> on your body. And are yeah. they pressure points or the energy? Like, what exactly? Yeah, they're is pressure it? points. So it's okay. it's basically they're acupressure points. So if you go and have acupuncture, it's the same points that they put needles in. They all correspond to different parts of your physiology. Um, but that's great that you had such a great response from tapping with your night sweats and everything. That's great. I get them from anxiety and stuff. So it was, Mm -hmm. I guess it was kind of linked, but I I wasn't, it wasn't like I was like, this isn't going to work, but I was just like, it might, I mean, it might as well try it. (laughs) Totally. And I mean, tapping is great for anxiety as well. Even just like, you can look at the root of your anxiety and you can really clear out some stuff and it will completely transform your life. But even if you're feeling anxious on the way to an event or a meeting or something, you can just tap on the karate chop point on your hand and it will totally calm you down. I do it all the time when mm-hmm. I'm like anxious about something. It's my first go-to. Or even when I feel caustic, it's the first thing I do. Mm-hmm. I do it whenever I'm getting ready for something and I'm kind of like maybe thinking I'm going to be late and I'm stressed and I'm not breathing. I'll stop mm-hmm. and I'll, I will do that, those right there. But so do you – So That's you, awesome. In the book, you definitely seem to like believe in the concept that tapping can really help with like things like eating disorders, like things that are almost really unexplainable, stuff. like the big stuff, mm-hmm. not just yep. like anxiety. Cause I feel like when you kind of look into some of the, whatever, like the mainstream research, it's just like to kind of an anxiety soothing, but it has no, like they don't really discuss anything that moves forward after that. But I like, I genuinely think that that 
I've, I mean, there is, did you, have you read that there are like tapping is being used to help treat eating disorders currently? Like it's being used as like a mechanism to help oh, really? in the recovery That's process. Cool. Yeah. I, I did That's see that. Awesome. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. There's a lot of research. Actually, when I first started trying it, there was a lot of research around people using it to treat PTSD and returning veterans. Um, and the results were absolutely incredible, like completely changed people's lives. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. It's so, it's, yeah. it's really mysterious. I feel like now that we're talking about it, people, people that don't know, they're like, what is going on? But it'll be like, what are you talking what are about? You still like magic. Yes. No. Um, <laughs> speaking of magic, we are yep. shifting again, but okay. Sorry. So I've been really into, and I know, I feel like you haven't, I haven't seen any mention of it in a while, but you did mention mm. it this week about mm-hmm. your bad witch workout. I would love yeah. to learn, know a little bit more because in the book you talk about your, your, like your relationship with your body and fitness and like do what feels good for you and like yeah. not in an out of control, like obsessive, you know, body image disorder way, like in a way that makes yeah. you feel like sexy or makes you feel powerful or energized. So I want to know about this workout. So bad, which workout is really exciting. So this is something that I've created with my boyfriend. He's an incredible yeah. personal trainer. And we had this vision a while ago of like girls wearing cat eye winged eyeliner and being like, I don't know, listening to ministry and working out. And we just feel like there was, wasn't really a workout program or a fitness, anything that kind of celebrates that individuality or that being your own person. And for those of us who don't like to go to spin classes, like that is my idea of a living hell. Mm. Um, you know, I want to work out on my own terms and I want to work out in a way that firstly, I see great results. And secondly, makes me feel good about my body. And thirdly, I can be myself. I don't have to pretend to be like, you know, this Lululemon wearing yoga girl, because that's not who I am. And so we've created this awesome program. I'm really, really excited about it. Um, we just interviewed for a morning show, um, on the CW the other day about it. And I did like, we went through a workout and the host was doing it along with us, which is really hilarious. Um, so that's what it is. And we're really excited about it. It's, it's just really, really fun. So is it like high intensity interval a little? Is it like circuits? Are you doing like squats and stuff or just like dancing? Is it? (laughs) It's mostly body weight exercises. Um, And my boyfriend's really big on these movements that really engage your whole body. So it's not just doing something that like works your butt. He's working like your butt and your leg and your core at the same time. And you really feel the results. Like you're so sore the day after, but the results are phenomenal. My body has completely changed in the time that I've known him completely changed that's so incredible but yeah okay so are you do you guys offer some sort of like e-program or anything for that because i i bet people would be all over that so we are about to launch a seven day free challenge yes. that people can do <laughs> yes so exciting so if you go to our website which is badwitchworkout.org you can put in your email and we'll send you free workouts motivational videos a playlist to listen to and we'll connect you with the other bad witches who are like the coolest group of women ever and um yeah you can like get involved with the whole thing so oh my gosh i i don't know i guess i didn't do enough looking into that because now i'm gonna get to be able to do it what i'm so excited (laughs) it's super fresh like we've literally just launched it so but we would love to have you it'd be so fun i would totally love to do that um yes i do not own any lululemon but i did just interview the creator of i don't know if you've seen them the girlfriend collective leggings but they're like made of like 100 recyclable material and she's like all about like she's all about you know positive body image and stuff but that podcast episode will come out i think maybe a week before this one but doesn't matter Anyway, yeah, so I'm like, I'm into yoga. I'm into high intensity interval. I'm into like walking. <laughs> I like, I really like to walk, but I really like yep. to, yeah, I love body weight exercises. I feel like they do transform your body and make you feel so they powerful. Do. And I, I mean, don't you like get the sense that this is kind of like what we are born to be able to do with our body? I mean, doing things yeah. with your body, not like running on a whatever or anything like that. Right. Just like we're born this way, guys. For sure. We can- Absolutely. My boyfriend's always talking about how it's important to train in a way that is actually useful in your real life. So it means like you can like jump up some stairs if you have to, or, you know, if like you're, if there's something that you have to do, then you actually have the capacity to do it rather than just running endlessly on a treadmill. Like what is that going to help you with really? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it's about doing stuff that's really functional. 
which I think is really important. But, you know, we're really into the body weight stuff because you can do it at home. It's easy. You don't have to go to a gym or have a gym membership. You don't need a bunch of equipment. You can literally do it in your living room. Like, listen to the RuPaul podcast and, like, okay, you know, yeah. and get do down. the bad witch workout. Yeah. Yes. I love working out at home, so I have a really good feeling that this will be this will be my jam. I also thought of you today because before this <laughs> interview, I was doing – because I was so I'm so I'm curious about Bad Witch and I had like known about it and I was like I wonder what, like what else she does or whatever and then I was yeah. doing I did do you know booty yoga B U T I yoga I have heard about it and I've been meaning to take <laughs> I feel it like actually you would love it I feel like you'd be all <laughs> over it it's so weird it's so cool it's like tribal dance mixed with yoga but it's like so you're moving because yoga yeah. my biggest problem with yoga is like not enough movement sometimes I'm like mm-hmm. my body like the energy in my body I feel like we've gotten it to this like point where it needs to go faster like we need to be moving more and mm-hmm. it's literally like a bunch of like it's not, I mean, it's very sexy, but it's like yeah. lots of rolling of the pelvis and the stomach <laughs> and lots of like when you're in down dog, like hopping left to right, like shaking your ass in the air. It's, it's very fun. And it's it like, sounds good. Yeah. I really <laughs> wanted to do it for a long time. I love doing like different types of movements. So I was just in Morocco recently and I did a belly dancing lesson, Ooh. which was so much fun. And, um, a few weeks ago I went to a twerk shop. So it was literally like Seriously? a twerking Did you learn how to twerk? Are you good at twerking? I feel like I can't. Oh, man. I'm not good at it at all, but I really try. And I had so much fun. And, um, you know, I went to, like, a pole dancing class. Like, yeah. I like to just try different things. Like, it's fun to challenge yourself physically. I definitely – I've always wanted to try pole. I feel like that would be really hard, though. <laughs> like, like, like balance – do you have to balance with your arms, like, on the pole? I think you I did. Mean, did you make like a video or something? I, I feel like I saw something. I about did that. make a video. I think it was on my Instagram yeah. stories. Me just like, but it was the first class. It's like super preliminary stuff where you're like spinning around the pole backwards. Okay. Um, but the feeling of satisfaction when you get it right is massive. So much fun. That's crazy. Yeah, booty yoga. There's videos that you can do on YouTube. That's all I did. But I, I do have classes here in Nashville. I just have yet to go. But it, yeah. it'll. It's a good cardio workout. Um, but. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm a little sore. Well, I can't wait. We're going to have to trade workouts. You're going to have to try that. I have only done it a couple of times, but today I was like, this is so possibly in her alley. That's <laughs> awesome. I didn't even think about the fact that it would be online, but of course it is. Everything is. I it always is. think like, oh, I need to go in person, but no, I could just do it at home. I feel like it'd be fun in person, but I mean, good energy in one group because there is a lot of movement, but a lot of yeah. ass shaking. But if you want to <laughs> shake your ass at home, you can do it at home. Um, it's a good. barefoot thing. And there's lots of like, that was the only thing my feet were getting really sore because you're not really on your mat. You're kind of all over the place like a monkey or something, but <laughs> that's kind of how I felt. Okay. Um, well, we're kind of getting we're getting kind of close, but I I I know your book is a literary is is I'm thinking literary because it's a book is literally mm. a pool of mm. infinite inspiration. But if you could yeah. give three tips to women to start making a change toward radical self love today, mm-hmm. what would they, what would they be? Uh, the first one would be to start auditing your life. And I know that sounds really serious, but a lot of us are putting up with shit that doesn't excite us or make us happy, or we're living with toxic people or we're in negative, unhealthy environments. And I think it's important to go through what's happening in your life and, and see how you feel about it. And then once you know how you feel about it, start to take some action on it. So if there are friends that aren't very positive, maybe you start to distance yourself from them or you stop initiating contact. Um, you know, if your work life is sucking, then look at how you could change that. Um, and the point is that we just have to be really active in the transformation of our own lives. It's literally not going to happen unless we start doing something. So to audit your life and then start making some changes is, is very important. I think the second thing to do is take yourself out on radical self-love dates on a regular basis. And that sounds complicated as well, but it's really simple. It just means go out by yourself, enjoy your time, and don't stare at your phone the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think we are very used to being on our phones all the time, constantly talking to other people, being entertained by a video or Twitter or something, and we're really never alone with our thoughts, and that makes it very hard to know how you feel about things, who you are, to do any kind of self-reflection or discovery. So to spend some time by yourself and just force yourself to be alone, essentially, and to get comfortable with your company, that's really important. And then I think the third thing is just to get out of your house and move your body. It makes you feel so good. And, you know, one of the reasons I love working out is not just because it changes how my body looks and feels, is it changes how my mind feels. It's my best trick for staying happy and feeling on top of my shit. I have to work out or I feel insane. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the more that you can move your body, the happier you'll feel. So... And you've, everyone's heard this a million times, but we always feel like, oh, well, that doesn't apply to me. Mm-hmm. And it applies to everyone. It's true for everybody. So I really employ you to just get out there and move your body and see how it makes you feel. Yeah. And there are so many different ways. There are so many different ways to move your body. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's definitely like something that should be experimented with, you know, like maybe just try yeah. everything. Why not try everything? Who cares? Right. I have a, <laughs> I have a friend who lives downtown in New York city who goes to a class where they dance on mini trampolines for an hour. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Come on. <laughs> like there's so many things you can do. My boyfriend bought me gymnastic classes for my birthday. Like you can do anything gymnastics. you want to do. Like yeah, foam like, pit jumping into gymnastics. <laughs> Yeah, like learning how to do a flip. I'm so excited. Oh it's gonna be- my gosh. That's like, that <laughs> is so fun. That's so cool. Yeah, I just I saw this like Facebook video of yoga. Like, well, I guess I don't know if it, it's not paddleboard yoga, but it's almost like just floating yoga mats in like a pool, like in a pool and you get to swim oh. and like do other stuff and then like hop back on and do whatever. And I was just like, that, that sounds like, so, so fun. much fun. And then I yes. saw another one with like the bikes, like stationary bikes in the pool. It's just really weird, but there's a ton but, of stuff out there. Crazy. Yeah, it has to do with, yes. I don't know. It has something to do with like um i don't know it's 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 like low intensity or low impact right. for people that are right. injured yeah, or whatever. Low impact. okay that's what that it was about right. <laughs> yeah but yeah there's there's literally something for everyone so just go experiment and see what thrills you yeah and you sometimes you don't have to pay for it guys you can do it at home so don't be like oh, totally. i can't go to the gym and go to a yoga class and go to this weird yoga inside pool stuff but okay right and then something else you said the first part when you were talking about auditing your life and thinking mm. about toxic relationships i feel like this is something that people really struggle with especially when mm. it comes to family and so yeah. and this is kind of, yeah so what about like if you do have people in your family like toxic family members whether it be like people in your family in-laws or friends that feel like family that are really close Mm -hmm. but you feel like though you may be like drawn together forever you Mm -hmm. like your energy just is so drained when you're around them you like don't talk about anything positive when you're with them or you're just listening to them Mm -hmm. complain and when you leave it's just you feel awful you dread going to see them and you've tried shifting your perspective and it's still what if it's still toxic? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, there are some relationships that we're never going to be able to escape from because, you know, it's like our husband's mother or something and she's terrible. But um, there are a few things to keep in mind. So one is that even though they're in your life, they don't need to have any influence. And you really set the tone as to how much you allow their opinions to influence you or to bother you. And that's a choice that you get to make every single time that you see them as to how much you're going to let that impact your mood. Um, You know, there's a lot of people who allow external circumstances to control how they feel about the day. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they wake up and they get into bad traffic and they have an argument with someone and they allow that to make their whole day sour. But that's a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. And the same goes with anyone that you're interacting with. You can choose whether... Um, whether you let that bother you or not. Um, And I think the other thing is just to have compassion. Like if you're dealing with someone who's negative or unhappy or has problems, think about what it's actually like to be them. And it might change how you feel about the situation. Because it's easy to be angry and self-righteous and indignant and feel like, why is this happening to me? To kind of get into that victim-y place of like, why do I have to deal with this? But seriously, if someone else is difficult to deal with, think about what it's actually like to be in their head. You're seeing a fraction of the stuff that's going on inside their brain and you 
do not want to be them. So just try to have some compassion, honestly. It really changes things. It really does. That was a very that was a very like self involved question for me. So I did take a lot out of that. Um, <laughs> just on the down low, everyone. Um, I hope you got something out of that because I did. It's really it really is easy to be like, ah, why do I have to be around that? Because that's what that's kind of you could right. hear. That's where that question was coming from. I was like, I yeah. can I have an excuse to for this person to be toxic and never see them again? Uh, no, you cannot. You right. need to pretend to be them for a minute and then have perspective. Okay, fine, I'll try it. No, I'm just kidding. I know it's such a bummer. <laughs> answer as well because really the answer you want is you like want you the know satisfying what? You drama and never yeah. see again. Yeah, i want to exactly, be but... i want to hold this against you no i'm just kidding but it right. is it is it is a satisfying thing as we discussed earlier so kind of go against that guys and try to be a better person sometimes just try to be mm-hmm. try to have more depth you know it's it's harder sometimes yeah um before we get into the quick fire questions, yeah. um, is there any announcements or anything you want to share with everyone that I have like glazed over or not discussed at all? No, man, I think you covered it all. You're very thorough, my friend. Very I'm, thorough. I'm very into you. So, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm obviously really plugged in, so I kind of already had everything figured out. But um, anyway, okay, so I Thanks. guess we'll go into our consistent questions, our quick fire Let's questions. See. Okay, so I have a category Let's do of... It of deep things and I have a category of funny things. So we'll go into deep. Okay. So name three things you've accomplished this week. Oh my God. Uh, uh, mm, uh. <sighs> That's hard. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I accomplish something every day. It's always little things. Yeah, it can be little. They're not, very, they're not very interesting. Um, you did that thing yesterday, that huge shoot. I did a yeah, I did a massive cosmetics campaign yesterday, which was really fun. Uh, I'm doing my first podcast episode today, later on today. Amazing. And I yeah, I was interviewed for a TV program about Bad Witch Workout this on Monday. So that was all yeah, it's all good that was stuff. All this week, those are all amazing things. Lots of momentum yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. So, what would you like to see more of in the world? Hmm. People making choices that really make them happy, rather than doing what they think they're supposed to do. That is very good. It's so true. And it's it's not mm-hmm. easy, but it should be. Mm. It seems like it would be, but it is simpler. Okay. We so, don't exist in a vacuum, you know. It's like mm-hmm. it's hard to make choices that are truly the right thing for you. But when you do it, it feels so good. So, okay. So what's something your inner critic always tells you and what can you say back? And this can be something you've struggled with formerly and not currently, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, my inner critic gets really hung up on how to do things perfectly. Mm. And I will often, if I'm trying to do something, I'll often freeze and kind of get into my head about like, why don't I understand how to do this? This is so hard and kind of get into that like victim-y place that we were talking about earlier. And the thing, the only thing that changes that is by physically moving. Um, cause I'm literally frozen. Like I'm sitting there with my mind churning and I have to recognize that I'm doing it, which happens fairly quickly now. Cause I now notice that I'm doing, it. I never used to even be aware that I was doing it. I would just do it. So now I notice when I'm doing it and I will like move my body. Like I will sit up or I will change position or I'll stand up or like leave the room or something. As long as I can do that, then I can break it. But otherwise I'm just stuck in that loop. And so doing some kind of physical movement breaks it up for me. Okay. That's, that's actually, yeah, that's pretty amazing. That really helps me too. Just being able to like take a, some space, especially if it is perfectionism driven, you're just like, ah, this right now, this mm-hmm. right now. Um, okay. So yeah. let's, let's go to the funny. Okay. So what would your superhero name be and what would your power be? I feel like your name is kind of already pretty super, but <laughs> we can, well, you can, you can rename yourself if you want to, but what would your power be? Um, I think my superhero name would be Rainbow Babe. Ooh. And my superpower, I don't know, this wouldn't be very helpful, but I'd love to be able to shoot rainbows out of the palms of my hands. <laughs> I don't know what I could do with that. Maybe I could blind bad guys or something. Okay. Yeah. Like 
you maybe okay wait maybe if you use both hands and you shoot two rainbows at a time you can create a passage like a portal to wherever the person wants to go to okay so i could see someone and be like oh you want to go to that place i can make that happen i would shoot two rainbows and they would just walk down the path and then they're there you're like you could be like a fairy godmother and like appear when someone needs you you're just like oh i hear you need me i need to be somewhere here we go (laughs) rainbow hands okay i like that one it would take you to like a place of self-transformation or something rather than just like oh i want to be across the road right now like that's not very interesting (laughs) i would like to be able to take them to the place of being the person they want to be yes fully transformative i like that very creative what would you be wearing do you think rainbow outfit yeah i think it would probably just look like it's gonna be like rainbow bright but more form-fitting okay i like that okay so (laughs) what's one food you hate like a gag gross oh bananas are the most disgusting thing on the planet bananas really oh, i hate them so much i can't even stand the smell of them what about smoothies like you don't do smoothies? oh no if i can taste like the hint of banana in a smoothie i have to send it back if somebody made a smoothie with banana in it and then poured it out and then made my smoothie in the same thing i can taste the banana and i can't drink it oh my gosh it's is it it's not so it's not it. texture it's the banana itself it's banana, the smell, like the idea of everything. It's so oh. upsetting to me. It's really. <laughs> and for some reason, I know a bunch of people who also hate bananas in the same capacity. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I what like about avocados? So you like, do you like banana haters? Do you like avocados? I love avocado. I'm obsessed with avocado. I know they're a little, like some people don't like both because I know that they're right. like texturally weird. But if you don't like the Too flavor cheap. and smell yeah. of yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that yeah. is that's intense. Okay. So what's, you know what's interesting though what? is like my father hated bananas till he was thirty five, and then be- tried one again and became obsessed, and now he eats like a million a day. Like a chimpanzee. So weird. Okay. Well, I guess Hopefully. you could try one in like a while and then maybe see if you, yeah. maybe you will. I don't know. I don't know if you'll even get there with the, at this rate. You might not even want to try them. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. <laughs> okay. So what's your favorite dessert? It can be like at a restaurant in New York or wherever, wherever you've been, it can be specific dessert or it can be like a broad umbrella of mm. like ice cream. There is this, I mean, I love sweet things, so I don't really eat them because I can't moderate myself. I just go ham and it's terrible. Yeah. But there's a place called Peace Food in New York City where they do the most amazing chocolate chip cookies. They're like chewy on the outside and soft in the middle and they are unbelievably good. Oh, my God. I love chocolate chip cookies. No, that's true uh, about me, too, um, with the sweets. I love sweets. I love sweets. But, yeah, I kind of have to. It's terrible. I'm not the best. If I make something, it's gone very quickly. If I make a batch mm-hmm. of something, it's gone so quickly. And then I go a long <laughs> time without making anything. If I buy something, yeah, it's like single serve. It's like, oh, I'm at somewhere, and they have one thing. And I'm like, I'll buy that. Um, yeah. So what's your weirdest obsession? And it can be like, it can be your like biggest avoidance. It can be like, I hate it when people bite their nails. Or it can be like, I really love all the new, I don't know, Lisa Frank's folders. Because I have some, I know someone that is like obsessed with these Lisa Frank folders. So. Wow. Hmm. Let me think. Weird obsessions. Um... I'm just really obsessed. Like I said, I'm really into rainbows right now. So I keep, uh, yeah, actually that's what it is. I'm obsessed with rainbow stuff right now. So I have these solar powered um, rainbow makers that I have in my windows. So they, they attach to the window with a suction cup. And when the light hits the solar panel, these two crystals attached to it turn and it shoots rainbows all around your room. So that's amazing. And then I have like a disco ball in my window as well. So my room is just like constant light show. The other day, I bought a solar-powered rainbow lamp. So it charges up during the day, and then at nighttime, it just cycles through colors. And um, I'm really seriously considering buying those LED color-changing light bulbs that you can control with your iPhone. So all of the lights in your house can be, like, the same color. So they can be, like, hot pink or pale green or whatever you want. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. And I've seen those. I've seen those the smart bulbs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's they're so, so cool. cool. I'm really into it. It's it's a problem. I'll have to look that up. I'll put that in the show notes. I'll find you your uh, your rainbow solar <laughs> rainbow maker. I, I, I'm interested. That sounds amazing. Is it, like, full-blown, like, arching rainbows? Or is it, like, little, like, prism rainbows all over the place? It's like little circles of rainbow that just like fly around your room. 
That is so cool. I love that. That's amazing. It's fantastic. And it's really nice in winter. Like my apartment gets a lot of sunshine, thankfully. So, you know, even when it's cold outside, like my room is very colorful and there's just rainbows everywhere and it just makes me feel good. Yeah, I feel like whenever it gets colder, it, yeah, it can be hard to kind of keep your chin up. But if you have rainbows all over your room, then I, I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, really helps. <laughs> really helps. So where can everybody find you? I am at Gala Darling basically everywhere on the internet. And my blog is galadarling.com. Okay, well, and it's it's incredible. And you're... So you're doing the Bad Witch Workout, which is going to be available soon. You said it just launched. Is it available now? It's just about to. So by the time this goes live, it'll be it'll be available. Woohoo! Okay, so you guys better yeah. go get that because I'm already <laughs> on it. And um, and the book Radical Self Love. And mm-hmm. do you have any other eBooks or projects that you're working on right now? I am working on writing my second book right now, which is very exciting. Mm, that's incredible. I'm so excited about that. Wow. It's really good. It's so much fun. But I'm so, I just, I always have so many ideas. I wish I had like a few of me to implement everything at once. And what will your new podcast be called? It's called Radical Self Love Fest. Oh, cool. Awesome. Easy yeah. enough. And will that mm-hmm. be out? When do you think, th- will that be out soon? Or do you have like a launch date for that as well? It'll be out really soon. So the way that I'm doing it, I had this idea that my friends, because I want to interview my friends on it, and they're very creative, they're very visual. And I thought, what if I do the podcast as a Facebook Live event and also record it as a podcast at the same time. So people can mm. see us and ask questions if they want to. But if you miss the live thing, then you can listen to the MP3. That's amazing. That's so, so, that's what we're that's so do. creative. I love that. Thanks. Well, I'm excited. Hopefully it'll work. It's a lot of technology to be running at the same time. Yeah. But I think we can make it happen. Well, I believe in you. I'll tune Thanks. in for sure if it's Facebook Live. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Of course. Thank you so much for having me.